What is the very latest up on Capitol Hill? It's a fast-breaking story, no doubt about it. That's why we're glad that the Weekly Standard's John McCormick is there with an update here. It's uh, Tuesday afternoon. John, where is the House? Where is the Senate? Like, where are they actually? Are they still around Capitol Hill? They are still there. The Senate Democrats just got out of a weekly meeting. I tried to talk to them about the latest uh, proposal coming out of the House. Uh, there are some comments uh, that the House proposal might include uh, ending health care subsidies just for members of Congress, uh, President Obama, cabinet officials, as well as requiring that people be uh, have their income levels verified, their eligibility for Obamacare verified before they receive them, and also a repeal of the medical device tax. Um, I asked uh, about four Senate Democrats if they object to any of those provisions, and they really wouldn't comment on anything specific. All they would say is that Boehner is not being bipartisan and he's refusing to engage in bipartisan negotiations. Uh, Meanwhile, on the House, uh, there's some talk that there aren't 218 Republican votes for a measure that is that modest or not bold enough. So they're talking about adding some different provisions in there uh, to get 218 Republicans. Whether or not they can actually get there with anything uh, remains to be seen. But this is what's interesting to me is you talk about bold, et cetera. I... When when the White House rejects even this modest proposal out of hand, when Senator Harry mm-hmm. Reid calls it, you know, partisanship sucking up to the Tea Party, this modest pro- proposal, it seems to me that if the Republicans in this climate accomplish anything, it looks bold because the White House and the media have set the bar so low for boldness. You know what I'm you know what I'm saying? Exactly. I think that it, you could definitely, if the House passed this, it's just so unobjectionable. It's just common sense measures. You know, as, as Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin put it to me, listen, we're not really changing the law so much as we're saying just enforce it. I mean, just make sure that people who are getting Obamacare subsidies actually qualify for them rather than just fraudulently claim that they're making $20,000 and getting free health care, essentially. Uh, so I think that if they actually, if the House could pass this, it would be very, very, very difficult for Senate Democrats to actually vote it down. I think what they're hoping for right now is that the House fails to get 218 votes, and then they don't have to actually take a position on this, and they think they can get something that's, uh, even more watered down. Which uh, feeds the notion that it is the uh, you know, Republicans who want significant changes who don't seem to gra- either grasp the political realities of how modest you know the what 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 they can really achieve is or is it that they don't care that they're part of a broader political movement and they'd rather have a Barry Goldwater go down with the ship to make your case rather than take a small bite out of Obamacare and move forward yeah, I mean, just, uh, there's a certain number of people who are uh, unwilling to accept a modest victory, like you said. They they want nothing less than, uh, you know, either defunding Obamacare, there's a small group, and an even slightly larger group that says nothing short of delaying the individual mandate, which is a reasonable position, too, but it's it's sort of central. It's the cornerstone of Obamacare, the beating heart, whatever, whatever uh, you know, phrase you want to use for it. Uh, but they're really not willing to accept anything less, so it's uh, it's really um, not clear if they'll they'll be able to pass this with just Republican votes. On the other hand, I don't see why Democrats in the House can't vote for this. They, you know, these are all very modest things, uh, and and there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to get 20 Democrats for this stuff unless they just want to make uh, John Boehner fall on his face, which is what they seem uh, intent on doing. They want to humiliate him, break the Republican Party, 
uh, fan the flames of the GOP civil war. That seems to be their objection, their, their objective. And uh, so far, they seem to be succeeding. And uh, John McCormick, I have no objection to that because it's politics. <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> you have two teams on the field. One, they're both trying to win, and that means that you want to cause the other team to fumble. It doesn't bother me in the least that Democrats are, for example, moving the goalposts and talking about relooking at um, the sequester caps if they can get away with it. I blame the Republicans for playing the game so badly that they've created this opportunity. Am I wrong? I think mean, that's a totally fair position to take. I think that that you know Republicans have dug themselves in a pretty deep hole. I think had they, you know, maybe had they gone for something uh, more modest in the beginning, had they had they been making these arguments about these, you know, modest uh, things from the beginning, they might have been able to uh, turn public opinion against Democrats and just get the message out rather than you know uh, insisting on such a maximalist uh, you know goal of defunding the whole law from the beginning. And now I think that the Democrats feel that Republicans are getting hurt in the polls and now they're just refusing to give an inch on anything. But this is what's interesting to me is you, you the argument is if the Republicans will pass something reasonable, that there will be pressure on the Senate and on President Obama to accept that deal rather than have the debt ceiling, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, the, the pseudo collision, the semi collision mm-hmm. that's going to come up. I don't know that the White House is thinking that way. I think that they think that they've. Thanks to the media doing its job, which is advancing mm-hmm. President Obama's agenda, and thanks to the Republicans, you know, uh, misplaying their hand, that if the debt ceiling is breached, if the markets collapse, Republicans will be held 100 percent responsible for that, no matter what they pass. Yeah, I think they want to break the Republican Party, and two weeks into a shutdown, I think that they've. You know, but my question is, do you them. think that do you think that even if the Republicans passed this modest proposal? that the Senate would accept it, or would they simply say, we're not going to accept anything except for, you know, simply giving us 100% of what we want, because when there's no deal, Republicans will get blamed, and it doesn't matter who, you know, that we are the ones who refuse to take yes for an answer. That's a great question. I really don't know. I do think that these three provisions are so unobjectionable that no honest person can say, well, that, you know, destroys the law. These are meant to improve the law, to enforce See, the law. See, now you've thrown us uh, off. You're talking about honest people. I thought we were talking about yeah. politicians in Washington. So now you've completely exactly. thrown me off. So, too. I mean, we don't know. I think that they think that the storyline should become all about how Republicans are obstructionists and saboteurs. And that uh, you're right. Maybe at this point they think that two days of uh, passing the debt, the debt ceiling line and uh, market chaos and mm-hmm. a social security check being delayed to recipients would break the Republican Party even more. Uh, so I don't know how, how far Harry you ought to take this. He's definitely a, a pretty uh, uh, aggressive politician. He's cut out Joe Biden because Joe Biden cut a, a very modest deal with Republicans last time on the fiscal cliff. You know, Obama wanted to raise taxes on people more than making more than $250,000. Biden cut it at 400000 He made it permanent. He repealed a tiny part of Obamacare called the Class Act. Right. Harry Reid was furious. He said, no, that's not good enough. We wanted to break them completely. We wanted to say, you get nothing, and we get everything. Uh, so I think that that's what Harry Reid's goal is right now, and we'll see if uh, see how far this thing goes. Uh, one last question for you, and that is the mood of Republicans up on Capitol Hill. Do they feel foolish? Do they feel emboldened? Do they feel... I don't know, bulletproof, <laughs> befuddled. I think I think you know mo- most of them are like, how do we even get here? You know, even even some pretty pretty conservative members who are, you know, uh, all behind. You know, some strategy of you know trying to delay or defund right. the beginning. They're like, how do we get here? You know, we're shut down. Um, this isn't playing well. We should have you know maybe done something different from the beginning. And I think yeah, it's just kind of a sense of uh, a driftlessness. 
uh, sort of over the conference. That is not a good sign, but that is, you know, that that's the way the world is right now. That's why we appreciate your time, John. Thank you so much. Thank you, Michael.